Welcome to Breaking Barriers. You know your path. We know the obstacles. And we can teach you how to tear them down. And now your host, CEO and founder of Adapting Social, John Vigero. Guys, welcome back to Breaking Barriers. Today, I'm super, super fucking excited. I got my man, John George, on with me. This guy is an entrepreneur. He comes from a family of entrepreneurs. And your dad's also a badass entrepreneur. Um, your people in your family making moves. Um, you know, and John just happens to be a friend of mine who has a badass restaurant called Luco, as well as he's doing some other entrepreneurial stuff on the side, like e-commerce with with selling plates. Um, in addition to his own YouTube channel, he's starting up right now. So if you check him out online, you'll see his sexy fucking ass all over some dope cars, some dope shoes. Um, you know, you can check him out on Instagram at John George. Yo, John, first off, thank you so much, bro, for being here today with us. We appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the introduction, too. It was a little, a little glamorous like that. All right. All right. I see you. <laughs> Absolutely, man. So listen, for the people out there, obviously, who don't know who you are, um, you know, we have people listening in in the United States, UK, and Australia. Um, so, you know, any any background that you want to give, or I think that you could probably, I probably can't do your, your story justice like you can. So if you can, for people who don't know who the fuck John George is, please give him a little intro. All right. So pretty much um, 25-year-old male. I grew up in a small town in New Jersey called Florham Park. Um, since a young age, I never really like wanted to do the stereotypical like, play sport, go to college, do all that stuff. And now I kind of transformed into the restaurant industry from working in it through my teen years, right? Right. I got into it when I was like 16, or 15 or 15 or 14 dishwashing and like bussing tables at a local restaurant in town. And then I went and worked for my uncle as I got older. He owned a small restaurant like a pizzeria. Right. I kind of learned the ropes from him. Um, a lot of the like techniques and stuff that he used though were, were quite old school. And like, as I got older, I realized there was like different stuff that we could implement. Mm -hmm. I used to try and help him and stuff, but I think he wanted to like stick to his own ways. So that's where I kind of geared like, geared away and went and worked for some other people. And I told them, like, listen, I want to get some different kind of experience. I respect that, dude. Places. Yeah. yeah. I did a bunch of different things. And I kind of just morphed it into me becoming, like, an entrepreneur by, like, working at all these places and then having enough money saved to where I could get a piece of one of the restaurants that my family bought one time. And I took a small percentage of it and worked it. And then I was the one who built it up. Right. And, yeah. and so what, but what, what do you think, what gave you that like entrepreneur bug? Like what made you say like, you know, I don't want to just go work for my family. You know, they have success. Like what made you say, I want to do my own thing? Um, I think a lot of it was, I think I grew up privileged and my dad was an entrepreneur and he was an immigrant as well. And he has a really crazy story. Like he came here at a young age, you know, didn't speak really any English and he, made his way up and started his own company like from nothing you know he grew up in north across the street from the projects so right. like hearing that growing up like that motivated me to a like live a better life and i'm happy that he got to give me a better life than he had right. so it's just like what i want to do i want to give my children a better life than i had like even though i had a really good life and i'm having a really good life i right. want to give the best of the best you know like there's always room for improvement and it's not all about money it's more about like being there for your kids and right. I want to do that. I want to be able to do that one day. Right. And having multiple streams of income is kind of just like one of those things I always knew I had to have. I can't just have a normal job. I, I really didn't think college was for me either. I went to school. I went to college. 
but I don't think it was necessary for how my mind works and right. how I'm constantly thinking of different ideas and new, new, new things to dive into, like just straightforward. Even if my head's going to hit the bottom of the pool, I don't care. Like I'm just going for it. Right. But you know, you, you fall sometimes you, you figure it out, you live and learn. But I just think like it was kind of inside of me in a way. And I think watching my father gr- growing up, I kind of just knew I had to, I had to do that. Like I couldn't just sit back and, you know, do like be normal. I don't know. I don't know. I just couldn't take a normal job. Couldn't do it. No way. I just had the drive. I love it, man. And so to be better. And so talk to us about Luco, your restaurant. You know, what inspired you to get that rock in? Like, I mean, it's fucking sexy. It's a sexy restaurant, sexy (laughs) name. How, how in God's green earth did you start that? So pretty much like it comes back to the, I grew up very like in a, in a, in a nice household with a father who was able to show me different stuff and different places. And a lot of it came down to, I traveled the world at some point. Like I went to Europe all over. I went to, you know, a place I went to a bunch of different islands. I went to Asia once, like, and, and, and seeing all those places, I saw a lot of different cultures. And I also saw a lot of different architecture, a lot of different styles of food. And especially when I was in Spain and France and the United Kingdom and Italy, like all that kind of like changed me. Right. And the food aspect of it, I always loved food, but the architecture and seeing it in different countries and different places really like, changed me and i saw it i'm, I'm looking at it i'm like wow like, i can create something like this in new jersey you know right. and people will be like holy shit like this is in jersey like this should be you know somewhere in a city and that was like one of the main things so it's got high ceilings like you said like the sexy design the food you know we try and keep it copacetic and make the food the realest of the real and the highest of quality and that's one of the things i preach to all my employees and everybody that comes in is that I want to give you the best quality experience and food, like the product and everything with the service, like everything, the whole nine. Like I want you to have the best experience and you walk out and be like, wow. Right. Like, like, like W-O-W. You mentioned you have like regulars that come back all the time. Like you have people that yeah. are just like first name, like, yo, they're back. You know, do, do those people normally order the same shit too? Or is it like different things? Um, like. Some of them, some of them order the same shit. You're right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, and some of them even sit in the same seats. Like they want to sit in the same seat every time. Dude, that, see that, that I understand. You know, you got to work, you got to stick to what you know, you know, if, yeah. if yeah. you got a good solid thing on the menu that you like, you got to stick to the menu. You got to stick to the seat. You know, the scenery is important, bro. Yeah, that's it. The scenery is important. And so how's it been? Listen, I know in the restaurant game, you know, before I started my business, you know, I was, I was uh, part of the server life. Uh, and I was a server, you know, bartender talk to me about like, how did you come up with like finding the right team to put, like, not only get the best food out there with the chefs or like, you know, the best serving staff, like best bartenders, like what was that like for you? Because I know like those are the people that either make or break your business. Like you can have amazing food, but if people aren't fucking awesome and they don't have the hospitality, it'll go to shit. So how, so, so how do you select, like, how do you pick your culture and select the people who are going to be like a part of Lugo? Well, I think a lot of it in the beginning was really tough, right? Now, the one thing I had an advantage of is that I already had my chef and he already had worked at another place with me. So I knew his capability and I knew what he was bringing to the table. So that was an automatic like, okay, we got the food. The food will be good. I'm not worried about the food. So that like took a big weight off my back. And finding him was actually through one of the managers that I had who's now like pretty much director of operations for our restaurant. It was her husband. Right. Right. Yeah. So that was like a big, 
crazy, like, come up. I didn't think – I originally, like, had him come in for consulting. Oh, okay. And he was like, how about I leave my job and come work for you? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I was so thrown off. It was like a curveball, right? And that was one of the main things that really, like, made or break this because he is known for his, his food – and his Italian food is like phenomenal. He actually won best meatball in New York City uh, two years Damn. in a row. Oh yeah, phenomenal, phenomenal. So I wasn't worried about that. Selecting the staff in the beginning was tough because we were on a time crunch to open. So I kind of just like whoever walked in the door, I was like, I'm going to train you and train right. you my way, and we're going to figure this out. And after a while, I you know I weeded out like people that didn't work out or pe- my main thing is like I'm going to hire you for your attitude. Not like your skill base. I can teach you skills. Right. I'll sit there. If you're good and you have a positive attitude and you're willing to learn and you're willing to listen and not have a bad attitude or, or bitch or complain or moan when stuff doesn't go the right way, then I'm totally down to train you. I will sit there and work with you hands on myself. I don't care. And as soon as I trained, I trained like two people really well. And then those people got me. Right. And they understood what I wanted. And they portrayed that onto the new coming people. Mm. Right? So that made my life like 10 times easier. Obviously it took like six, eight months to really get like a good squad. But now like the squad I have is pretty much the squad I've had since the beginning. Like a lot of my waiters and bartenders, Mm -hmm. I have to turn around on bartenders, but like my waitresses and waiters, they're in it for like the long run. Like they tell me all the time, like this is the best place I've ever worked. I don't want to work anywhere else. Like I enjoy coming here every day. There's not many places like that. Especially in the restaurant business. Dude, so. fog, dude, turnover in restaurant business is like 95%. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, certain certain things you go through, but, like, even my cooks, like, I've had a decent amount of them for since the beginning. I mean, obviously, we've only been open at this place, Luco, in Florham Park for two years. Right. But, um, I mean, listen, it, it's, it's all about, like, who you pick. It's all about the attitude. Like, when I interview somebody, I can pick off in about a minute and a half whether they um, – are going to have a good attitude or a bad attitude or if they're going to be a good employee or a bad employee. Like, I don't care how fast you can make a cocktail if you're going to sit there with a, like, bitchy look on your face. Fuck, fuck that noise, dude. You can't have that. It's not worth it. Like, it's – I want someone who's energetic, smiling, and wants to, you know, be there for the guests. Yeah, like, speed will come. You just have to be trained on it. And if you're not fast enough, then, like, you know, your skills need some improvement. You might have to go work somewhere else first. But it's just – it is what it is sometimes. Like I had some bartenders come in with no experience. They have great attitudes, but it's like I need some experience, you know, just a, a little bit, a little bit. Bartenders are the toughest, to be honest. Bartenders are tough, man. That's no joke. I know that. And let me ask you a question. So where, where do you see Luco going, you know, in the next five years? Like what, what's the game plan? So I think that a lot of it is going to kind of morph into something bigger mm-hmm. and I'm in the pro. I was in the process before this whole pandemic panned out and everything's going crazy. I was in the process of doing another another restaurant, kind of. Oh like, shit! Yeah, I was in the process of. Uh, I was, you know, going there to meet with a realtor. I found a piece of property that I could put a restaurant with a liquor license, and uh, Same nobody brand? people know about. What's up? Same brand or different brand? It's actually it's going to be under the same like umbrella, but it's going to be a different concept. Cool. Yeah, but it still have like a bar and everything, kind of like similar design, but more more rustic and iron okay but um different food probably more of like american style food and yeah that was like one of the things i was morphing into and right now everything's on hold and it got me thinking the past couple weeks that maybe you know i could do something 
in the fast casual world, you know? And I think that's more bulletproof in the sense that like, not that these are like really impeccable brands, but like Wendy's and, you know, uh, McDonald's, like all those fast casual drive through places. Right. Crushing it right now because of what's going on. Like, all these full service restaurants aren't open. And I think the pickup and delivery game is going to like increase after this. And 100%. everyone's going to want to do that. 100% bro. Yeah. Already in New York city, people are always picking up and doing delivery and DoorDash and all those like online platforms where you can order online. It gets delivered. You don't have to leave your house. Like people love that. Dude, everyone, that's going to be such a big thing, but you know what though? I, I wholesomely believe that once this shit's all over, people are going to be running to restaurants, bro. Like, You're totally people right, just yeah. miss being out and ordering like i want a fucking jack and coke right now like <laughs> like dude just a good good fucking bowl of bolognese like you know it's like people are probably dying right now to get out there and like so 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 that's epic so you're in the process of another thing and in the restaurant game so i know that that's not the only thing you do one of the things i would love for you to talk to you know, is your personal brand, dude, is pretty, it's pretty solid, dude. I mean, the, the, the content you post is high quality imagery. You're always in like really dope backgrounds and sceneries. I would love for you to speak to that. Like for the people listening, a lot of these entrepreneurs that listen in, like they try to like make, they try their best to make their online presences similar to what you're already doing successfully. What, like, what do you, like, what, what, how did you start and build your personal brand? First of all, and like, what's the, my personal like Instagram page? Yeah. Your personal Instagram page, bro. I mean, you got a, you have a decent following, you know, you have sick pictures on it. Like what, what inspired you? And like, what are you doing to make quality content like you're producing right now? Um, I think a lot of it was from like fashion and sneakers. I was always into like sneakers and fashion. So I kind of just took what I had and got really into it. And I was like, Oh wow. I could just post cool photos all the time with cool backgrounds. And I live right near, near New York city. Some of like the coolest spots in the world for photography. And I went there and I'm like, let me make some dope content for people to check out. Like, and, and although like, and a lot of people my age, like may not know how to dress and they want some inspiration. I think like mentally, like me being like visual, I like to look at other people's outfits and kind of like pick out what I like about it what I like about like a certain color and kind of just make my own. So I think it helps people in a way. It's almost like value. And it's kind of a way for me to just like flex on the haters, you know, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> but it's fun. Like building the content was, was awesome because I have a friend who's a photographer and it helped him when he was trying to grow oh, his page. Dope, dude. So it was a, it was a mutual beneficial. Yeah. Mutual beneficial. Exactly. Like I was growing my page. He was growing his, he was getting the tag every time people were like, Oh wow, this kid's photos are crazy. And the people that were following me, obviously, he had a different audience. But some of them, you know, it's nature and crazy, like, photography photos all over, like, like rocks and mountains and shit. Like, I feel like everybody kind of likes that. I mean, you don't have to be into nature to look at a picture of the sun setting and be like, wow, that's really fucking crazy. Like, that's ins- it's an insane photo. And he was an amazing photographer. But one, one of the things I want to say, so everybody listening in right now, I don't care. I know we're in we're, – this is, this is a podcast in the thick of the COVID situation, pandemic happening right now. But – Eventually, when somebody's listening to this, because somebody can listen to this a year or two years from now, when you're listening yeah. to this, make sure you take a note there because there was a genius moment that and a genius strategy that John deployed, um, you know, and he's he he's you, you know, you sought out somebody who, you know, could also synergistically use and benefit from not only taking the same thing like again, like you needed pictures shot like dope crispy ass pictures. 
and that person needed a portfolio. So obviously, yeah. where in most cases, people have to pay for that shit, bro. Like people have to pay a photographer to get that quality type of shit that you're getting. But because it was mutually beneficial, they were easily able to go in and, you know, you, you had it happen without any money exchange, right? So yeah. you look like a million bucks on there, but you ain't paying diddly squat. So no, for, no, for the people... Yeah. He actually helped with the restaurant photos in the beginning too. Boom, dude. So like, that's what I'm saying. So like, but people, it's about being resourceful. Like, so that's what John just exemplified right there. And I want you to take note to that. A lot of times people are like, I want to have really sick this, sick that, sick this. But, you know, they, they think it's out of their reach or out of their control because they don't have the money to do it. And all I'm trying to say here right now, after having this conversation and, and you saying that, like, there are even interns at local colleges that need credits, right? So some of these people are in the media department, photographers, videographers, things like that. You don't have to pay them, right? You can actually utilize them and have them come get some content up for your business, for your stuff. And all you got to do is write their professor, you know, and, and get them credit towards what they're doing. So I love that you worked with a professional person, but I'm just saying you could be resourceful in other ways as well. Um, yeah. But number one, let them know where they could find you on IG though, by the way, real quick too. What's your uh, handle? At John George, it's J-O-N and then Jorge, J-O-R-G-E. Boom. You know the deal. You know the Portuguese gang. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so, and so listen, so what, I know you just recently started a YouTube channel. It's something that I've been pushing my clients, followers to do for a while now. Why are you doing YouTube and, and what's the game plan behind your channel? So actually it's crazy because before I opened up, before I like decided I was going to dive into this whole restaurant industry, I was originally going to come like a full-time YouTube influencer, right? So I already had this channel like made and I was making videos pretty much reviewing sneakers, clothes, you know, going places and showing all these like cool stores that sold these like niche clothing that you, that you don't see everywhere in the world and then they're hard to find or they're hard to get or they're once once they release they're like stupid expensive and that was one of the things i was doing and you know what i realized that like that was gonna be super tough and it wasn't really i don't think i had enough passion in it to do it full time right i was like let me do something that i can deal with people on a day-to-day -day basis I don't have to sit in front of my computer at the end of each day and edit a video and want to, you know, look at myself in the mirror and be like, I can't look at a computer screen for another second because, you know, obviously, you know, you're in the same business uh, when it comes to like production and, and video and, and cinematics and all that shit. It's really difficult to, to, to knock it out of the park. And, and oh, you yeah. have people I'm sure that help you create all the great content that I see you put out. Cause you really, you put out great shit. I totally love everything that you guys Thank make. Thank you, dude. Yeah. We have a, I have a, I have a media team. A work. I have a media team that's just dedicated yeah. to that. Yeah. Like me, like I was doing it all myself. So I was like, uh, you know what? Like I'm not that into the whole like editing and all that stuff. Like it wasn't really like my, I wasn't that good at it. And I couldn't, I couldn't really like sit there and figure it out. Like I kept trying and trying and the videos just kept getting messed up. And I was like, let me do something that I know I'm good at. Yeah. <laughs> on something that I know I could crush out of the park yeah. and still use like those skills that I learned. And that's what I did. And, and now I made this channel during this whole pandemic for COVID-19 because I want to educate people on, you know, all the contacts I've made throughout this, throughout like the past five years. And I have so many different variations of people that I'm interviewing on my, on my channel and just like other videos as well that I'm doing, like just me talking and rambling on about like, whether it be sneakers or clothes or whether it be like social media, whether it be the restaurant business 
whether it be coronavirus, whether it be, you know, stocks, anything like that. I'm bringing on people who are educated on this, this these topics and talking about them. Like, I just interviewed a hairstylist. Right. It was actually my girlfriend, but I interviewed her. <laughs> it, right. It was fun. Right. Yeah. And, and so, so it's cool. So, so essentially you're going to put out some content based around just kind of like shooting the shit, like relevant stuff going on, trends, things like that, you know, whether it's fashion, that's cool, man. And you know, like, that's what, that's what more people, especially right now need to be doing. And, and, you know, we talked about it. Listen, like right now for everybody watching here, you know, I'm using this app right here called audacity, right? Like that's, that's what we utilize for me at least to put on, you know, our, our, uh, record our podcast, right? Like right now, this is a podcast recording got my man here crispy as hell on the screen too so it's like wow. you know it's it's we're making moves and that's the biggest thing so it's like so now youtube channel like what's so what is like your next steps with your youtube channel so you got you got you know a hairstylist on who's next so next i mean it's tough with the whole like covid right so i have to have everybody on like facetime kind of how we're doing it right now right um i have like a lot of people written down honestly it's crazy like i want to do a real estate agent. I want to do an engineer. I want to do like somebody who works construction. Mm-hmm. I want to do somebody who's gotten out of like rehab, like an addiction. Right. Uh, I also wanted to get in like another, another like weird format. I had, you so, were on the list too, by the way. Yeah, Just, man. By the way, so so I'm I'm live right now on my IG. By the way, going after this, and Sal, so Sal just commented on. He said he said he better be the real estate agent on that shit. Sal's on there. Sal's on there. That's I got the whole <laughs> list right here. Sal Ventry. <laughs> yeah, no, I got I got I actually have a friend who trades foreign exchange, and he has he runs a whole online business through right. foreign exchange. Right. And he makes like a ton of money, not just from trading, but from teaching people how to trade. And like right. obviously a lot of like scams that go on in that kind of field and, and marketplace, but he's pretty legit. And I think he can share a lot of insight to people and, and educate them on like what they're doing right or wrong. And I think that his interview would be awesome to talk to. Like I also have another buddy who's a photographer right. and to him about how he grew his whole career and how he has like a million followers. 100%. You know, like it's crazy. Like there's so many people I have on here and there's so many other like talks I can have with myself, like, talking about cars, talking about like the restaurant, talking about so many different types of things that I just, I've dabbled in over the years, like a psycho. I love it, dude. And listen, so as we, so, so one of the things that I always recommend this, I've actually been beta testing this and we've been moving our podcast to a micro podcast. So we have about like a 25 minute podcast and you know, we're getting close to the end here. But one of the questions I have for you, right? I like to put my people on the spot. Okay. So I'm, I'm about to throw you on the spot, Johnny. So here we go. So now, what would you say, okay, so at the end of your life, okay, you're at the end of the tunnel here, what do you want, what legacy do you want to have left on this planet, right? What is that plot going to say for John George? Wow, that's good. I like that. Um, I think if I want anything on that, on that tombstone, it's got to say that John George was a man of the people. And that mm. he did the right thing all the time. Because I, I preach to like a lot of people that if you do the right thing, it'll always work out. You right. don't have to be, you don't have to stab people in the back. You don't have to be an asshole. I, I'm, I'm a pretty nice guy. I think sometimes I'm too nice, and that's also a weakness of mine. Yeah, but I feel you. I remember it as that guy who always, you know, helped people. Oh, I, lo- I love helping people, and I think I don't know why I'm like that. It's just maybe things I went through. I don't know. I just like helping other people. That's a that's a that's a great fucking thing, bro. Hold on. 
I'm gonna show you guys this too. This is my this is my little soundboard. We gotta hit a soundboard for John. Let's go. We gotta get a soundboard going. <laughs> gotta stay legendary. You got it. You got yeah. it. And and so and so is there I'm just curious. I always like to ask this question too as well. Is there is there a favorite quote that you have that you really fuck with? I know Ashley told me yours is I think it's live, laugh, love, if if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have a few. I have a few. <laughs> I have one actually like plaqued right here. Okay. And it's yes, it says, do something today that your future self will thank you for. So Oh, oh dude. My desk. Dude, every day. you're the first person that ever yanked out a fucking plaque ready to go yeah. with it. I love it. I got it on, actually I got it online. Ashley got it for me as a gift. I told her I liked the quote so much. And wow. it was when I was like trying to figure out what I was doing. And you know what? I live by it every day. Do oh. something that you thank yourself for in the future. Every every day go after it. We're gonna have to hit it. We're gonna have to hit it. That's that right there is for Ashley too, bro. So <laughs> and so listen, and so in ending, please tell us, you know, where can people find your restaurant, your personal brands, your YouTube channel, give this is where your hashtag plug yourself. Bang, bang, let's plug it. All right, so the the Instagram is at John George, like I said before, J-O-N-J-O-R-G-E. The YouTube channel is the same, John George, J-O-N-J-O-R-G-E, same, same spelling and everything, just put a space in the middle. Um, and then we have Luco in Florham Park, New Jersey. It's on Ridgedale Avenue. It's like a, It looks like a house almost. Super cool design, and you can find us on Instagram at Luco Bar. Luco Bar, that's it. And then if you want to look at the website, it's LucoBar.com. Boom. So that's it. All the goods. That's the goods. Dude, so first and foremost, thank you again so much for your time today, brother. We, we really yeah. seriously appreciate you, my man. Listen, you already know we're going to be making some moves together. Um, yes. But but with that being said, you know, one of the things I always like to end off my podcast with is, listen, you know, time is the one asset we don't get back. So, mm -hmm. you know, you sharing your time with us today means the world to me. I know to the followers. There's some great content put out there today. And, and I like to fucking disrupt minds, John. So one of the things I always say to people, like, you know, I don't like to end things like we live in a very robotic world where people are just like auto response to things like, you know, when you see people, it's like, oh, have a good day. Good seeing you, you know, have a good day. You know, in our world, we focus on create a good day, right? Create a great day. So everybody listening in, you're the fucking you're in charge of it. Everyone create a great day. And, and listen, a lot of people right now, they're a little shook because of what's happening with this pandemic, you know. So, you know, there's a lot to learn from it. There's a lot of things you can do with your business to take it to the next level. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that was good that we talked about here today. So again, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Appreciate it, man.